This episode of the BXAP Podcast is brought to you by the Detroit Beard Collective. Offering everything you need to take care of your facial hair, shop online at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Take care of your beard, keep it healthy, that way birds don't try to make a nest in it. Shop online, DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's time to get bit by 8-Bit. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Hey everybody, welcome to the BXAB Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And you get jazzy again! That's right, folks. For a second week in a row, we have Jazz E Fiddle in the house, sitting in for our friend Chops, who just cannot be here due to other commitments. <clears throat> Hot shot, big boy, you know, face yeah. of BXAB, thinks he can just go and do whatever he fucking wants. Gone, done. Get famous without us. Anyways, us losers here in the studio doing the hard work, uh, welcome we're here, episode 86. 86. Jay. Yes. Do you remember Easy Bake Ovens? I mean, of course. Do you remember uh, Treasure Trolls? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, then I'm pretty sure you might remember Legos. I mean, I still play with my Legos. Yeah, well, so do I. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you know that every person on Earth owns an average of 86 Lego bricks? I mean, we own way more than that. <laughs> but that, see, that's but on why. average, yeah. exactly. I, yeah, exactly. You take all these people like us, they have way too many Legos for our age, and it, it just ruins the population's average. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I can totally see that. Lego's been around for oh, a yeah. long time, and I, I don't know anybody. I honestly don't know anybody that never played with Legos. Yeah, exactly. You know? I was also looking at some cool facts about Legos, and did you know that the actual... Lego, you know, little Lego men. Yeah, the actual popularity of different Lego men is higher than the population of Earth. Oh, there's like over forty-two so million if, if or we, something like that. If we figured out a way to make them come to life, we'd be doomed. We exactly. Oh, interesting. Side project. <laughs> that is, yeah, those are some cool facts about Lego. That's sweet. Well, guys, welcome to episode 86 of the BXAP podcast, brought to you by our great sponsor, the DetroitBeardCollective.com. So, if you have a beard and it needs some love, you need to check these guys out. DetroitBeardCollective.com. They cover all your beard needs. So, if you need some beard elixir, some beard balm, maybe a comb to make sure that your beard stays Looking nice for the ladies, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. No, no, from. keep going, keep uh, going. No, I'm done, I'm <laughs> keep done. Going. But no, seriously, guys, check out be uh, check out DetroitBeardCollective.com. Uh, if you use the code BX8B uh, when you check out, any order over twenty five dollars will receive a twenty percent off. So there you go, BX8B code for the DetroitBeardCollective.com. Guys, thank you for the sponsorship, and we're going to move into it. We're going to remind everybody, this is the first new episode. Welcome to 2016, Brand everybody. New. Welcome Shiny. to 2016. Yeah. We're still here. Y2K. <laughs> Y2 once. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, so guys, just a, a quick reminder, this show will run about an hour, hour 15, um, because it's only about current gaming so current gaming current news of the gaming industry and then 
uh, we have split the shows. So if you are into the retro gaming side of it, then that will be a separate show. So you're listening to this on Tuesday, the day that new video games get launched and everything kind of gets launched usually. And then if you're if you also miss our retro and you and you have to have retro in your life, then check out the new retro show that still airs on Thursdays. Beautiful. So there you go. So again, current news, current games Tuesday. Yep. Retro games Thursday. Same place though. You there just you go. go. You go to iTunes. You go to Stitcher. You go to TuneIn Radio. You go to Overcast, or you just go to bxab.com and you can find it all. I mean, that's how we do. BXAB 2016. There's some good stuff that's going to be coming, and bam, major change. Day that's one. Right. Day one. Well, day three. Well, yeah, day three for day, tech, tech, day five. Day, day five. Technically. Day, day five, technically. Wow, that's good. Okay, January 5th. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, math is hard. Yep. Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about what games we're playing lately. So, Jazzy, what have you been playing lately? I have been playing Destiny, <laughs> and that is it. The Iron Banner got released. I see in 2016 there's man. plenty of new changes. <laughs> yep, plenty of new stuff going down. Iron Banner dropped, and I have been um, mildly completely addicted yeah. to the Iron Banner. Obsession might be a word Obsession that we Obsession is use. a great word, yeah. So it's the first Iron Banner, in my opinion, that um, I give a damn about because it's the first time they actually fixed it. It was so broken. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get loot drops that you could get from the Iron Banner. Um, whoever the guy is that sells them, I forget his name. But Lord Shax. The No, it's not Lord Shax. Oh, oh, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I'm guy sorry. you go get. The guy you go buy the stuff from. Yeah. Essentially, in the past, basically, you would have to achieve rank. You'd start rank one. You'd have to achieve rank five, and then you could buy all his goodies. And then while you were doing these um, matches in Iron Banner, you didn't get crap as far as drops. Like, nothing dropped. And this is the first time that they released Iron Banner where they actually dropped the gear that you can get from Iron Banner in the actual game. Like, you could win it. Yeah, and they've <clears throat> they've uh, they've improved on Iron Banner, trying to make it a better, more rewarding, um, time-gated, like, event. But uh, this one finally felt like you were rewarded. You know, there was the chance of luck, but even if you grinded your way to five, like, you were rewarded very well. Like, it was worth the time. Yes. Like, the previous times, you'd sit there and you'd get all the way to rank five, and they'd give you something, and you're like, um, I would rather have a pile of horseshit than what you just <laughs> exactly. gave me. At least I could cover myself in it, and, and it would be more effective than what you just gave me. But this time around, uh, you've hit rank five. Yep, hit rank and, five, uh, and and you got some solid items. So, first of all, tell us tell us what you got. Um, well, as far as the actual rank drops, when you hit rank three, you go to this guy and he'll give he'll give you basically a three ten artifact. Super cool. Still have it sitting in my inventory because I want to actually infuse it into the artifact I have now. But the artifact I have now is too low, and I don't want to lose any points from that. So right. I'm trying to get one in between so I could actually get the full infusion out of right. it. Which, because, to, so for people that maybe are new to Destiny, what that means is you can only, when you infuse an item into another item, you're only going to gain five to six uh, points. Right. So if you have something that's a 300 and another item that's 310, it's not going to become a 310. It might become a 306. Right. So instead of wasting those four points... You find you you wait till you get another item that falls in the middle, 
and then you infuse it to 305, and then you infuse it to 310. 310. So I can get the most out of the piece that I want to be highest right. light level. Because it's not you don't come across 310 three and, and above very often. Right. As often as other stuff. Um, and then once you hit rank 5, you go back to him, and he gives you two two things. He'll give you a ghost that drops at 310, which is was a huge thing well, for 310, me. Oh, yeah, it drops at 310. Drops that's at right. 310. So, which is huge for me because the ghost seems to be the one thing that's been kind of like just haunting me. Like, I can never find a ghost that was a highlight level. And the fact that I'm jumping, I think I literally had a 296 ghost that jumped to 310 when I put this on. Yeah, ghost, it's rare. I've only had high ghost drops in the raid. Obviously, I got lucky and I ended up with the raid ghost at, at 307. And then I got, um... When they first fixed the Nightfalls, when they, they said that if you play the Nightfalls, you'll get better gear, I got a 306 yeah. uh, you know, shell as well. But Yep, and then they give you a random weapon that can drop 310 or higher. A random legendary. Random legendary weapon, yes. 310 or higher. So I got the, uh, I believe it's called Wyvern Sniper Rifle, yep. something along those lines, yep. and it dropped at 311 for me, which oh. was super cool. Yeah, you kind of got hoed because it dropped at the low end. Got the, yeah, it did drop at the low end. But after that, um, we were we were still playing uh, matches because we wanted uh, the people that we were playing with to continue to get their rank up so that they can get their cool stuff. And I was like, <laughs> kind of talking to Chris in the chat. I was like, Chris, we're already ranked five. Like, what are we doing this for aside from, you know, being able to play with our friends? Right. But, oh, nay, nay. You get you get loot drops. <laughs> you did not just oh nay oh, nay, nay, nay. <laughs> oh nay nay. Oh my god! You get loot drops that drop at g- actual worth in Iron Banner now. So I was playing a match. We ended up. I ended up being second on the team in KDA and in score. And a three seventeen ghost dropped for me. Iron shell. Iron shell. Iron Banner. Yes. Here's the thing about that. We that. So how Iron Banner, they've talked about how it progresses throughout the week, things change. Mm-hmm. So there were no Iron Shell ghosts being dropped the first four days that we played this. Nope. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the progression you can get, too. So, like, what Jay's saying is in the first day, you'll be able to get so many experience points. And then the more you play Iron Banner, the more days that you play Iron Banner, the higher the experience drop rate is. So, like... When you first start, if you win a match, you might get 75 experience points. But towards the end of it, if you've played you know, multiple days, Iron Banner, you might win a match on, say, day six, and you'll be getting 120 experience per win. Yeah. So they're giving the people the opportunity to, the more they play, to basically achieve rank five. They're making it a little bit easier for the people that like actually go in and try to, to play and, and get the rank. They're allowing them to be able to achieve that rank. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I've yeah, it, it's been a blast. So, um, have you been playing anything else? Nope. All right, so I'll get through mine too. Obviously, I've been playing Iron Banner, <laughs> Destiny, <laughs> and uh, I can say um, I've played Iron Banner before, and I can tell you this is the first time I've enjoyed Iron Banner. Uh, we have a pretty solid team that's really starting to kind of gel together understand the maps and and for the most part uh we win you know from the, we we've yeah. been winning a lot so that's that's really uh really feels good because uh for those of you that don't know Iron Banner the light uh what uh, light advantage is enabled which means if I'm a 310 and you're a 300 like there's I have an advantage over you yes normally in PVP like if I played control or clash like in normal PVP 
they tr- they disable that so that it balances everything out and keeps it a, v- a fair uh, battleground. But in Iron Banner, you, you know, the, obviously the goal is to be the best that you can be, and you get perks for that. So oh, and it works too. Let me tell you. Yeah. When I first started, I started off at like a three oh two to three oh four light level, depending on which stuff I wanted with yeah. my raid with my raid gear. I didn't want to use my raid gear because it did give me the perks in PvP that I wanted. So I actually dumped my PvP gear onto my hunter in the very beginning, and I was only 296 light level. Yeah. So a little disadvantage because I'm a lower light level, but I get the perks that I want, so I thought it kind of evened out. However, when I first started Iron Banner, be it five days ago, <laughs> six days ago now, I was at 296 with my PvP gear. Now I'm at a 307 with my PvP gear, and I can tell the difference. Yeah, you can feel it for sure. So I've gotten myself up to 309, and I think with this next piece, I will uh, I should break the 310 mark. Right now, your current uh, light level max is 320. Um, so it you know we're a little ways away from that, but it feels good to finally break the 310 mark because I kind of felt like I've been stagnant for a while. It's been hard to move yeah, my light the level. The 300s are really tough. Yeah, and it's just tough because it's unless you're... It, like, I think I like Sparrow... I like Sparrow Racing, and I like this because it's another way to improve my light level instead of the once-a-week raid. You know? Exactly. So, like, I like to raid. Don't get me wrong. Raiding's fun. But it was... It sucked because you can really only benefit from it once per week or per character. So, I'm glad that there's other options out there. Also, so for Christmas, I um, was gifted a a nice gift card to Micro Center, and I uh, I built a computer. I talked about it last week. It's real fancy, blah blah blah. But I just something wasn't right. I just felt like you know what? It's not fancy enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. something in my mind said you need to go spend more money. So, um, guys, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I picked up a, uh, I built a, I built a computer. I was uh, building it on an AMD platform. Uh, I was running an FX sixty three hundred, so not a super fancy uh, chip, but you know, decent chip for anybody that's a PC PC person out there. But I, uh, I also picked up a MSI GeForce GTX nine seventy uh, graphics card. I picked up. Solid state drives. I went, you know, I went, uh, picked up a new Corsair case, a um, uh, Corsair 750 watt power supply, and I was really, I was putting together this this computer that we use for streaming. We use it for um, for work, and we also use it to game. Well, I don't know. One day I woke up and I'm like, you know, I should have paid the extra money and got Intel. And I get a phone call. Same day, it's my dad. My dad goes, "Hey, you still have that weird." Um, uh, air cooler, CPU air, air cooler since you decided to go liquid cool. And I was like, yeah, I haven't taken it back yet. He goes, cool, I'll buy it off you. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I went to Micro Center today. And I'm like, we just went to Micro Center. Yeah. I'm like, you went Intel, didn't you? He's like, yeah, I went Intel. I'm like, motherfucker, you're the one that told me to go with the 6300, and then three <laughs> days later, you go Intel. So that was my final straw. I go, all right, F it, I'm going. I go back to Micro Center. I pick up the Gigabyte G1, okay, uh, motherboard. If you don't know what it is, just type in Gigabyte G1. It's a beautiful Intel 1151 socket. That's right, folks. I went with the brand new socket. Picked up myself a 6600K processor, uh, which is only an i5, okay. But I was just looking at the price right now, and I'm like, you know, I can get the i7 later. At least I'm 
current. Get the board installed. I buy some DDR4 memory because you have to run DDR4, so I had to buy a brand new memory too. Long story short, another $600 dropped. <laughs> but my God, does this computer scream now, okay? Oh, man. Holy moly, this thing's like a race car. Um, man, I have so I have it overclocked. I have the, the new RAM in, which is incredible, like in Photoshop and Lightroom and all these programs that we use. Holy moly, but the gaming uh, is where it stands out, and I got to... Uh, I got to play some League of Legends and Jelly. Um, just to give you a, a little cool piece, this motherboard has dual Ethernet ports. Okay, so you run two Ethernet cords to it, hard lines, and what it does is it it sits there and balance loads the internet speed to make sure you generate no lag. It's pretty cool. I need to play this. Yeah. So my frame rate stayed way up. Every everything, everything was set to uh, very high or ultra, whatever the whatever the setting was, depending on the game. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a hiccup. So league ran beautiful. Uh, and then I was like, well, I want to try something that has a, that requires a little more, you know, oomph. So I put uh, Old Republic back on. Okay, Star Wars Old Republic. I'm obsessed with Star Wars right now. They just launched the new expansion for this game. So I'm like, I'm gonna go back and check it out. I'm hooked. Game over. <laughs> Take my this money. This is good because when I was over last night, you were setting it all up, and I was like, "He's like, no, you have to look at, you have to look at this gameplay." I'm like, "No, I'm going home. I don't want to look at the gameplay." <laughs> He's like, "No, you have to just check this out." Nope, I don't want to. And you put your password in, and it's like, "Oh man, I don't remember." I'm good, I'm going home. Like, yep, I don't left, even want to, yeah. and I don't want to see it. You left at the right time because I stayed up playing it for a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was fun. Again, set everything on ultra. Thing was humming, no problem. So I'm like, finally, I'm like, I really want to push this thing. So I go to Steam. And Steam under utilities has like just programs that are just designed to push your equipment to the limits and give you like a score and then show you how that bases off against other people. Right. So I download something called uh, Sky Jumper, something like that. Asus made it, mm-hmm. and it's basically this like super hot chick in a skin tight like jumpsuit that jumps out of an airplane and skydives. And all it does is it's super graphic intensive, like crazy fun video basically that you watch, but it tests your system and really pushes your graphics card and pushes everything, and gives you a readout. Well, in the end, I scored in the uh, the top five percent of all PCs, <laughs> so it's uh, oh, yeah, the machine's pretty beastly. Um, I'm really excited about it. It does have two M.2 bo- uh, slots on it, which are solid state like slots for, that are directly on the motherboard. What does that mean? It basically means 32 gigabytes a second of data transfer, which is insane. So <laughs> putting your OS and putting programs and stuff on there and then basically clicking them, it's like an instantaneous startup. Yep. So I'm excited. The thing looks sharp, you guys. Uh, we posted some photos on our Instagram. So if you search uh, on our social media, uh, we are BX8B Gaming. So if you search out there, you can see a picture, an early picture of the insides of it. Uh, and then I'll be posting a video of it running now with all the cool built-in LEDs on the board and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I'm gonna have to come over and like make a humming noise because this thing's so quiet there'll be no sound to this video. Yeah, there there really isn't. The funny thing is, is uh, when I tested it, you know, I, I so you got fans running at ninety percent, you got the GPU fans kicking in. Like I really thought it would get louder, 
Not really. No. <laughs> it's still really quiet. Yeah, I was like, quiet. wow, this thing's really quiet. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I've been playing that. I've been playing, like I said, Star Wars Old Republic, League of Legends, um, and then a couple Steam games. But And that's about it. Just been tinkering with that, with yeah. that machine a lot. And then, of course, Destiny. So... Um, guys, that's what we've been playing this week. Let us know what you've been playing. Just chime in at bxap.com, go to the podcast page, and you can comment right on the episode uh, what you've been playing lately. Also, now that I'm back to gaming on the PC and I really have something that can pretty much play anything, maybe give me some recommendations on what I should check out on my PC. Because I've been out of this yeah. game, I've been out of this realm for a little bit. Like I've played some League here and there, but that's about it. So if there's something on the PC that I should check out, just hit us up again, bxap.com, go to the podcast page, and hit us up in the comments. Yeah, tell both of us because uh, as of, I believe, my um, my arrival date is Monday. Oh, is that's what they right. told me. That's right. So uh, when you listen to this, hopefully I already have it, but my uh, Republics of Gaming Asus laptop is supposed to be coming in. Very cool. I forgot. So, uh, yes. We will definitely have we'll to be. pick up any games you guys uh, think are great on the PC and let us give it a go. Yeah, and we'll both get on Steam. I know I just started up my Steam. It's uh, BXAP underscore J, and uh, we'll get Jazzy on there as BXAP underscore Jazzy. Um, so in case you guys are on Steam and you want to uh, game, up, game up or if you have some, uh, if you have some free games that you want to gift to us, for us to try out, we would always be down for that too. So yeah, recommended. Any recommendations, guys, will be great because I mean we've had people just recently that have hey I want I want to raid or I want to play some Destiny with you guys, and we've been you know having them join our fire teams in Destiny. Um, we actually had a couple people. My sister's boyfriend Ricky joined us for this round of Iron Banner. He's bought a PS4 because of this show. Yep. And then my sister was he's complaining not the, to me. He's not the first. <laughs> he's not the first, right? But my sister was complaining. She's like. You told Ricky that uh, you guys play Destiny all the time on PS4, and he bought a PS4, and now you never game with him. And I was like, uh, dude, we've been busy with the holidays and stuff like that. I haven't even turned my PS4 on in two weeks. And then when I finally picked it back up, I sent him a text message like, hey, we're going to play some Destiny. You want to get on? And he's literally been side-by-side side with us through all five days but of the now, Iron Banner. Now <laughs> your sister's like, fuck, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, she's cool with it. She's like, then I get to watch my Netflix shows. Oh, well, <laughs> send him to the basement. There you go. Um... Yeah, so there you go, guys. Thanks, thanks for uh, always. Thank you for all the people that chime in and tell us what what games they've been playing or maybe some games to check out. We get a lot of cool recommendations from you guys, so keep them coming. Also, big shout out to Little Bling. Yes, Little Bling. He's been he's been jumping in playing with us. Uh, he's someone that we had no idea who he was. He he kind of found us through the show, but Jazzy did something really nice and gave away a uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, raft like plush mm-hmm. um, to uh, a dad that his kid was in the hospital. You know, and we're like, oh yeah, here, you know. Uh, so all of a sudden we're streaming one Monday and he pops up and says, hey, I just want to say thanks for the for the plush. And we were like, oh wow, like, you know, so it was cool. It, it all happened and because of it he searched us out and now he games with us. Yep. So He's been uh, doing some Iron Banner with us the last couple days. Yeah. So. so there you go. There's totally your, cool. There's your shout out. Woo! All Woo! Right. Okay, um, I think it's about that time. It's time to get Reporter Jazzy on the scene. Oh, jeez. Here's some news. It's time to take a look at those gaming headlines here on Bit by 8-Bit. All right, so we got Reporter Jazzy in the studio. He's got some big news for the week. 
Hit us up, Jazzy. It's the start of 2016. It's got to be all positive, right? Mm, well, it, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I don't want to say it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a sad story that's going to be sad, especially to your heart, and then I'm going to bring it back with some excitement. All right? Okay. Sound good? Yeah. So the first news story, I know you're super into Star Wars right now, like you've already said in this episode, but I have some bad news for you. Uh-huh. Unfortunately... The original voice actor of Bubba Fett, Jason Wingreen, just recently passed away at the age of 95. Let's have, let's have a moment here. Moment of silence. Okay. As a moment of silence for the best bounty hunter ever to live. <laughs> I, knew it, I knew it'd pull on your heartstrings yeah. because, you know, Boba Fett just might be one of your favorite characters of all time. Yeah. I mean, Not even just Star Wars, just of all time. Uh, he, he is one of all time. You got, he's, he's, sta- he's stand the, the test of time, if you, think, if you think about it. As I grew up and all sorts of new characters came along and I fell in love with X-Men and all stuff, Boba Fett has always remained. So I would say, yeah, he definitely has to be up there. Um, I mean, he's 95, you know, he lived a full life. That's great. And it's sad, it's sad to, uh, to hear that news, but, uh, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad he, uh, got to en- enjoy a nice long life. Rest in peace. And Boba, Boba will continue. Yep. Continue on. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. Sad that we have to, you know, see somebody that's so, so iconic in our hearts kind of, kind of pass. So at the same time, we... Can kind of spin it to look at uh, some positive ways in it. It got a lot of uh, sparks uh, going about people talking about them doing an actual Bubba Fett Star Wars movie. Which I would fucking so, love. Uh, it'd be cool if not only we got to see something along those lines where we get to basically dive deeper into the character of Bubba Fett, but then they can kind of almost make this a tribute to him. Yeah, would that would be really cool. Really cool. Plus, I mean, like... There's so much story to be told. Like, where where do you tell me? Do you tell me, like, the time between, like... When his dad dies, a.k.a. his clone, spoiler alert, uh, well, not his clone, but what he was cloned from, and in Return of the Jedi, or do you do from after Return of the Jedi where he crawls out of the pit and continue on with his story? Right. Because everyone thinks he dies in Jedi, but it turns out, according to the books that were canon and they're now legendary, um, he didn't. Right. So... Where you know where does that where would that movie take place? I th- I personally think I would like it to see after Return of the Jedi. I would like to see what happens to Boba. Yeah, after. when he yeah, like continuing his storyline yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff they could do. Like Darth Maul, technically not dead either. Not he's not. So I mean, yeah. they could do a whole thing on him too, which so. I would again another Bring one I would sit back. <laughs> another one I would love for sure. So uh, in other news, we have the Oculus has delayed its touch controller. To the second half of 2016. So in, in an update of this news, I just have uh, I've just heard from the future that Oculus uh, probably is never coming out ever. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to the past, Jay. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but for the actual news, it was supposed to release in Q1 of 2016, so we were supposed to see it soon. Now it's been pushed back to at least Q3. Yeah, it le- I I. The people didn't get to see it because this is a podcast, but I was doing the quotation marks at, at least. Oh, I thought those were bunny in, ears. Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Yeah, bunny ears means that there's probably not going to come out in Q3 either. Yeah, I, we'll see. I 
Let's get Oculus out first. How about that? How about how about we worry about getting the thing that actually goes on my face before we worry about if I can get these weird ass controllers that no one's really used yeah. yet. It, it it would actually top the whole Microsoft uh, Xbox One Elite controller in the fact that oh hey you can touch these controllers but the things that you need to, in order to use the controllers isn't going to come out. Yeah. So, hey, thanks for ha- throwing controllers in our hands and then us not be able to do anything with them. But don't worry. Now what you can do is you can get an Oculus Rift when it does come out ever, and you put it on your face, and then you uh, you just go buy a $150 Xbox Elite controller. Oh, wait. You can't do that. <laughs> can't I forgot. Can't do that either. Yeah, shit. Okay, well, you just use your Xbox One controller then. I mean, you could buy a bundle. And then you could sell the 32 plushies, the action figure, the sleeve, and then there the, uh... <laughs> the 12-pack of condoms, and let's not forget the Colt 45. Yep, uh, exactly. Uh, if you could find any bidders for those on eBay, Etsy, Craigslist, then you could yeah. not make your money back and still have a controller for more than you would have cost if you would have bought it at yeah, the original yeah. price. If you guys don't get this joke, last week we talked about the fact that you uh, that the Xbox Elite controller is so hard to find right now, as in it's sold out every and Microsoft's like, we didn't think it'd be that popular. Um, except you can buy it in a $500 bundle because everybody already has their Xbox that wants this goddamn controller, so no one's buying the bundle. Or you can go to GameStop, and for $199, you can get the controller and a recharge pack. But you can't buy just the controller. You have to buy the bundle from GameStop because they're fucking assholes. So... There you have it. Uh, I'm done venting. That was a little off track, but I had to get it out there. You know what I'm going to do? I still want one. and I, I, I I'm barely gonna, play my Xbox, and I still want one of those controllers. I'm gonna that's buy why I'm one fucking the, mad. I'm going to buy one of these bundles, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell the controller itself for enough money to just buy a second PS4, and then <laughs> I'll just have one at home and then one here at the studio. Oh, there you go. I was, what are you going to do with the Xbox? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Are you just to, selling the controller or you're selling the whole bundle? No, just the, yeah, probably get just the controller. Yeah, I'm going to say. So then what are you going to do with the Xbox? Um, I'm going to do what I would normally do with the Xbox. I'm going to use it as a book holder. Oh, okay. Bookend. Yeah. It's bookend. Book One bookend. One bookend. Yeah. Oh, boy. Don't talk so bad about it. You do. They do have Ori in the Blind Forest. I know. I'm going to end up getting one one day, and I'm going to love it. But until I mean, that day. <laughs> just so you know, you don't have to get one because when you get your laptop, Ori in the Blind Forest is on the PC. Perfect. So you don't have, to get, you don't have to get one yet. All right. So. Forever. <laughs> yet, yet. You will need an Xbox soon, my friend. <laughs> Gears, <laughs> Gears of War is coming. Quantum mm. Break is coming. ReCore is coming. There are games. Uh, oh, Scalebound. Come on. Get out of oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah Scalebound. You'll I buy one just that. for Scalebound. So, the okay. Division. Oh, wait. That's not coming. Well, The Division you can get on PS4, so it doesn't matter. It's still not coming, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. You're never going to play that game. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyways, what do you got? What's up? Report. That's what it says. Report. Activision Blizzard is buying out MLG, Major League Gaming. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's big news. Big news. Huge news. So, supposedly what's going to happen is Activision Blizzard is going to buy out Major League Gaming, um, and they say that they're going to effectively close down this eSport company. So... 
what they're going to do with it, I don't know. Are they just going to shut it down and say, hey, we, you know, basically we ate you up and we're, we're super powerful. We're Activision Blizzard and, oh, man, we're watch us just eat these, you know, eSport companies up and then just make them null and void so that you have to play our games. I don't know. Like, yeah. without eSports involved? Or do, yeah, or do you see, like, so Activision Blizzard bought or is, is going to buy them is what it looks like. Right. And the, you know, so... Does this mean like we just got word that Destiny was going to become an esport, right? Yep. So are they buying this up to then have their own league for their own games? To like, which I don't know. That, that bugs me. I guess it doesn't yeah. bug me too much if you think about it. Okay, NFL. The NFL is a league, and and then the teams are within the league, right? So right. if you now have Destiny, Destiny League, let's just call it right. And then the players play within your league. So now you have control over everything that goes on in your league, your game. Exactly. It makes sense from that standpoint. I don't like that I'm reading this stuff like, uh, the sale was approved as a corporate action taken without the stockholders. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some people have come in here uh, and basically said they have shares in this company and we're not told anything about this, yeah, this sale. So it's kind of shady. It's it's what it, the proposed deal is uh, forty six million, I believe, correct? And like, well, like, are these people going to see any of that money? I mean, if you hold shares, and I mean, yeah, you're te- going to have te- to, right? Technically, you're, you're going to get paid, but at the same time, it's like the shareholders. You know, maybe they didn't want this sale to happen. You know, maybe they didn't want to get bought by Activision. So, and not saying shareholders own own a hundred percent of the power, but still, like clearly, they found a loophole where they didn't even need to tell the, the shareholders anything in order to push this through. But it, again, it's not official yet, so we'll see what happens. But it's pretty weird. Uh, in addition to this, the the CEO um, has has been replaced. So even the, the CEO of MLG is gone. And uh, being being replaced by the CFO of MLG, so and they and they don't really say why. Yeah, it almost kind of sounds to me like when I read the the couple articles I read on it was that they were kind of like, we don't like this guy, we like this guy. Yeah, so, that's kind of kind of what it seems like, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Or one of them, or he wasn't like good with this sale, so they're like, cool. Well, then you're not the CEO anymore, right? Um, this so the company MLG was founded in 2002 by. Uh, uh, G G or D Vija- man D Giovanni. Sorry, there we go. And Mike D Giovanni D Giovanni. Wow. Okay. D Giovanni. It's, it sounds and like Mike, three names. Mike Sepso. Um, and then and it has been a pioneer company in North America esports industry. So there's no official announcement on how the buyout will affect the company, though it seems to be in good hands. Activision Blizzard recently appointed uh, Steve Bornstein, former CEO of ESPN. And the NFL Network as chairman of its new esport division, with Sepso as senior vice president. So they're they're appointing people. They're they're structuring this like it's not just going to go away. They're going to rebrand it or they're going to use it for their own you know their own thing. I would hope they would. Yeah, but is it going to be like okay, only our games get to be in this league, right? Or are they going to make it like a platform where other people can be, you know, can pay to be in this league? Like, you know, what what is the what is the structure going to be here? Um, the one thing they did say, which is a little concerning, 
Major League Gaming is holding the Counter-Strike Global Offensive Major Championships in March and its MLG in its MLG Arena in Columbus, Ohio. There is no word yet on if the event will be affected. So, yeah, because they're doing what Counter Strike and Halo. Yeah, so some of these, yeah, that are coming yeah. up in the Q1 here, 2016. Like now, if this goes through, is it going to be eaten? Yeah, some of these. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. Like, or that's what, that's why I'm not. Sorry, what? How do I want to say this? I'm hoping that that doesn't affect what these people have been training for and getting ready for. You know, so you got teams of these people that put in a lot of work to prepare for these championships and because you know right the big boys want to play with money all of a sudden you you mess around with this so not fun but we'll see i mean for me i hope they i hope they do something that's going to keep it and i hope and i don't hope and let me tell you why i hope because i don't want to see these games that these people put so much time into just kind of go by the wayside like they need to be able to, if they're going to do like what you said, and they're going to keep it internal where, hey, our games are going to be played on our esports platform, then cool, great, grand, wonderful. However, on the flip side of that, if they don't do anything with this, then basically does that allow Electronic Sports League, which is e- basically esports, to pick this up and basically have everything? Personally, for me, I would rather that happen because... MLG versus esports, I actually like the way esports lays all their stuff out a lot better. So if they're going to have Destiny in the future be an esport, would I rather have it on this new MLG, which isn't going to be an MLG, it'll be some sort of Blizzard Activision gaming platform or gaming uh, esport, or would I rather have an esports? I personally have rather have an esports because I know and like them. Right, and what they're not, doing. Yeah, but you, now you but know, now it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, you know, do I get super hyped that, you know, I'm going to be able to get Destiny on esports, even knowing that I'm not going to have it on the platform of esports that I want it on? Yeah, and here's the other scary thing Activision goes and makes this move, okay, and buys up the one of the biggest ga- major league, you know, gaming leagues. Yeah. Well, how quickly do you think EA is going to try to buy esports? <laughs> okay, like okay, Activision this, has their this own could league. happen. This could yeah. be because EA already has exposed interest in that's it. What, that's what I'm saying. They though. might just yeah. be buying this up so that EA can buy it from them. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is like if if you think about it, if the big boy gets a league, okay, this big boy has his own league. Then the other big boys want their own league. That's the way it works. So mm-hmm. the, you know, that's the scary part is that all of a sudden there is no self entity gaming league. It's all yeah. technically. It's like you're playing EA's league, or you're playing Activision, Activision's league, or you're pay, playing Microsoft's league. And like, if that's the way the it's going, like, okay, I get it because oh, all of a sudden, major gaming's popular, streaming's popular, championships are popular. So now the big companies want to own that stuff because they want the revenue from it. Just don't ruin it. Like this. That's is, what I'm scared it's about. So it's so new. Gaming leagues are so new, be it MLG, be it esports, be it whatever you're watching any of this on. They're so new, and it's brought together so many people. I legit will sit there and watch LOL Esports LCS on YouTube because I love it. I love the atmosphere that they bring. I love the announcers. I love the teams that I get to watch first each other in League of Legends. I love everything about it. They've done such a great job. 
don't ruin this for basically the community of gamers. Yeah. So I don't mind who I don't care who owns it because in the end if you think about stuff it's like what is, you know, oh I love Marvel, Disney owns it. Oh I love Star Wars, Disney owns it. Like the, it, you know, oh I love this, Comcast owns it. You know, like it it does, it doesn't matter, you know. Right. NBC's my favorite cha- is my favorite like whatever cable company. Oh, well they're owned by Comcast. I hate Comcast. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, like, so that's the way the world works. So as far as this becoming a popular thing and, and big companies buying them up, that's the way it works. Right. So am I, like, pissed about that? Not necessarily as long as they don't go and destroy the industry because they don't understand it. Exactly. So they buy this stuff and then just tank it, and then all of a sudden they write it off as, oh, we were wrong, this is a waste of our time, and then they just throw it away, and now we have to start all over again. Yeah. You know, that's what I don't want to see. Um, let us and, know what you think. Yeah, though. exactly. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of people that listen to the show are are highly involved in the uh, in esports. We got people that play competitively um, in, in Halo, Counter Strike. Like I've talked to a lot of them. So let us know what do you think of this potential purchase? Do you think it's good for the for the the gaming league industry, or do you think it's uh, it's scary? Uh, you guys can chime yeah. in on your on your input on this right on bxap.com. Go to the podcast page and just hit up the comments right there. I kind of want to know if it worries them at all because, like, I guess the worst case scenario in this is they buy up Major League Gaming, they realize it's a flop, like you said, they throw it away, and then they say nobody else can play our games in esports. Right. So then these pro gamers and these people that follow these games and and go competitive in leagues do what? Like that's their people, lifestyle. People they're, that they're made they're their done. career. Like right. there's there's people that their career is this. So you're messing with people's career, you know. Oh, that um, would upset me so much. Yeah. So, so it's, much. there's there's a lot on the line here. It could it could be that next turn that the gaming industry needs where it's like it really pushes the leagues into we got gaming on ESPN now. You know, like right. it could turn us into that. You know, do I want to be on ESPN? No, because I think ESPN is is bullshit. I you know like, but I would like I would like that. Uh, let's call it prime time, like front right in everybody's face. Like gaming's in your face. Like guys, look at these people are pros. This is competition. This is real. You know, it's not some kid in the basement. Right. You know, of their mom's house. Like that. I want people to see that great that the gaming industry has grown up a lot. And uh, oh, a lot of that stuff excites people. Like ESPN has the top ten. What is it weekly? And it shows the top ten plays of the week. Like, right. bring it to an area of gaming. Like, yeah. I would totally watch like a top ten like gaming plays of the week. And it's like, oh, Counter Strike. This this headshot. He take yeah. he took out all four people on the team. And then you know the ne- number two. It's a League of Legends. And he this great juke move or something you know yeah. and how cool would that be yeah. how cool would that be to be on tv or whatever like i'm sure you can find things online obviously of it but again it, that, right like, i wanted to have that prime time you know upfront exposure yep okay i mean bowling and golf and cards are on tv <laughs> let's be real yeah. let's put some video games on tv yeah absolutely all right guys well again let us know what you think about this um, coming from some people here that we haven't done a lot of es- we haven't done a lot of esports ourselves, but we're looking forward to Destiny getting its uh, its spot because that would be our first game that we would really be gung ho to actually compete in. Um, you know, we have our concerns, but we're curious what you think. So again, chime in on our website bxap.com. Go to the podcast page, hit us up in the comments, let us know what you think. All right, it's time to move on. Yeah, let's do it. It's that time. 
for the most important piece where we answer your questions. It's your emails. You write them, we read them. It's time for emails on Bit by 8-Bit. All right, so, guys, emails, change a little bit. If you're asking questions about current games, you're going to be on this show. If you're asking questions about retro games, you're going to be on the retro show. It's that simple. Let's get into it. Sci-Fi AJ chimes in with us. He says, when will there be more info on Horizon Zero Dawn? And can we anticipate it dropping before the end of 2016? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, when, and I'm going to say this in a very cautious yes. They say the game is coming out this year. That doesn't mean shit to me because it could get delayed. Right. But right now they're saying, yes, it's coming out this year. I think you're going to see it end of the year, maybe like a holiday release. Holiday release, yep. But as far as when we can plan to hear more, um, it, well, here's my hope. That we see something at PAX South. Oh, I hope we get gameplay at PAX South. I want so, a controller in my hands, and I want to be able to play at least at least the demo that they we've already seen on E3 right. and all these game shows overseas. Like at least let me play that little segment at PAX South. If, let me do it. If the, if Horizon Zero Dawn is there, that's you know where you'll find me for three days. I will wait in line. Oh, I two days <laughs> so I can play it the third day. Yes. Okay. I really hope it's at Pack South. If it's not at Pack South, I could I could see two things. Obviously, I could see it at E3. Duh. Okay. Yep. Um, but I also could see it at Pax East, which is a bigger is a bigger one of the bigger conventions besides Pax Prime. Now, see, Pax Prime is in August, so it's too late in the year. I think we should hear something about this game before August if we're going to get it this year. Yeah. So. I think we might be able to see it at a PAX South, a PAX East, but we won't get a release date until E3 because they want that platform. They want that stage to stand on the biggest stage of the year and say, one of our biggest, most anticipated games comes out November 16th or something like that, you know? Watch them say that exact date, and then I'll be like... (laughs) That would be great. Yeah, so I expect... Minimal gameplay. I expect to at least have the game in my hands at PAX South. At PAX East, I'm thinking that they could probably have more minimal gameplay and release the alpha for it. At E3, they're going to probably release the game and then follow up with any beta testing that they have on it. Yeah, so... We'll see. I'm so excited for this game. So Oh, it's going to be awesome. And, and there's... It, and, 2016, if they do give a release date end end of year, Gorilla in the past has normally been pretty good at releasing their games in the best possible way that they can on the dates that they do. So yeah. Gorilla Games has been awesome at, hey, you know what? We don't want to give you guys a game that's not complete, so we're not going to give it to you 2016. We'll give it to 2017. That's fine with me. Because right. when they do give me the game... It's not perfect because no, no game's ever perfect, but they give me to it in the probably most complete that it could possibly be. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I hope it releases in 2016. Even if it packs out, if I don't get gameplay, as long as I get some sort of update on the game, I still would be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, Sony will be there. Uh, Gorilla. Um, oh, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm going to be, they better give out lanyards, and they better give out t-shirts, they better give out <laughs> the socks. And the game. And the, <laughs> early, to me only. <clears throat> and then I will. Stab me for stab it. Stab you yeah. and take it. I won't ever get home from, from uh, Texas. Oh, no. 
All right. Well, thanks for the question, Sci-Fi AJ. I know we're all pumped for that game, so hopefully we get some news soon. But I do believe, as of right now, it is coming out this year. Yeah. You'll you'll get it. I'll say this: you'll probably get it before E3, but definitely at E3 you'll yeah. get a, a whole, release date. Yeah. A release date. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, next up, we got Button Master Caleb. He wants to say, Star Wars was awesome. I loved it. I met my younger brothers at the theater to watch it, and they said some guys already told them all the spoilers right before the movie started. My question is, what should the punishment be for people who spoil the movies for others? Game on, you nerds. Uh, First of all, those people that did it at the theater, they should just be like... I can't say certain things because they're not PC anymore and, right. and people actually have done it at theaters and it's wrong. But, like, those people, man, they deserve to get their ass beat. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. They they deserve to, A, be thrown out of the theater and just – and I would honestly – people that want to do that bullshit, if I, was a, if I was a theater owner, and this is not good business so no one will ever do it, but if I owned a theater and I could prove that people did that, they'd be banned from my theater. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna ru- if you're gonna ruin moviegoers, you know, time, you're not welcome in my theater anymore. And of course, I'd go out of business because of that. But still, like, it's just that's the way it is. I think I'd get those people that love me for it, but then I get I get so much hate for it too. Yeah. The thing the thing that you I really wish could happen, and your typical movies that are kind of like a, a one show pony, or it's like the first of you know this type of movie and stuff like that, you're not going to be able to stop anything like that. Because if it's a movie that's like a brand new concept or theory, and they come out and they do it, and they're going to spoil it for you, there's nothing you could do. But a movie that's of this epic, I'll say caliber, and we just got episode seven. Disney's already released that they're going to be making another movie within yeah, within a year of each other, uh, at least six movies, until they can't make them anymore. The perfect punishment for these people, if there was any possible way we could make it happen, would be if you want to spoil a movie of epic proportion like this for other people, you don't get to see any of the other movies. At, my, at that theater. I would just say in general, like, that would be the the perfect thing. Would be in general, like you want to spoil a movie for somebody, you don't get to see the rest of them. Yeah, but how do you enforce? You that? can't see. You that's can't. What I'm, yeah, but that, saying, that's what I'm saying. It would be perfect yeah. if you there was a possible way to do it from the standpoint that like you know, Button Master Kale meets his ki- meets his brothers at the theater, and someone at the theater decided to be a giant asshole. Mm-hmm. That theater, be it EMC, be it Imagine, be it United, whatever, that theater should should basically invoke a get out of our theater. You're not welcome anymore. Yeah. You know, because what that would do is at least set standard to people. Be like, guess what? You can't be a giant asshole in our theater. Go go to somewhere. Go somewhere else that lets you be an asshole, or hopefully, no yeah. one does. But you know, you can't protect yourself on social media. You can't protect yourself on that like that stuff that well. Like you know, if you're gonna go sit there and squ- and, and and just troll around on Facebook, you're gonna find something you don't want to see. Exactly. In Star Wars, okay. So I personally took myself off Facebook for a week until I saw the movie, but. If I go to a theater and someone walks up to me while I'm sitting in my damn chair and says, spoiler alert, Han Solo dies, right, and then just walks out, what the, f- like, that's fucked up. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. Honestly, though, <laughs> BMC, if you believe at all in karma, it's going to come back and bite them. Like, something's going to happen to these guys that, you know, they're going to have to think back and be like, oh, if I wouldn't have been such a big douchebag to this guy at the theater, then this wouldn't have happened to me. So, I believe it, whether you do or not, 
you know, something's going to come back around and bite that guy. Yeah, I mean, you, it, he'll be that person that then goes sits down for like Avengers or something, and someone will sit walk by and and, and run it for him. Yeah, and be like know. Captain America dies at the end. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what'll happen, and then he'll be pissed. And it's just a vicious cycle, yep. and it sucks. But you know. I, that sucks that happens in the theater. There's nothing, like, what can you do? Like, that's the worst thing. Like, if you've managed to avoid spoilers and then you go to the theater and someone drops that, like, that is the, f- that's just terrible. I even bring headphones. Like, if it's a movie I don't want to be spoiled, I'll bring headphones and, like, my iPod or a yeah. plug into my phone. And yep. then when people get released out of the theater, they're always talking about what happened yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll throw my headphones in until I get to my seat. Yep. So if this actually did happen in your seat, that would be just even bigger of a D-bag move because I make every precaution myself to get into that seat so I don't have any spoiler alerts. So to be spoiled while I'm sitting in the seat after I've taken all these precautions would piss me off even more. Yeah, absolutely. So couldn't agree more. (sighs) Okay, well... Man, Caleb, that was that's a yeah. That that really that really pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. That sucks a lot. Um. Lastly, I will bring up. So everybody is aware. Uh, DD still sends some sends in questions, but for the question we got uh, this week, look, it was more retro based. So we're keeping it for the retro show. Perfect. So if you're a fan of DD, he's probably going to be switching back and forth between the shows based on what he sends in. Uh, you know, we're going to make the call on what show it goes on. Sounds good. Cool. I've um, got a couple. Oh, yeah. You got a couple. Go for it. I've got one from uh, PK. She says, if you were banned from gaming for life, what would you spend your time doing? Uh, killing myself. <laughs> 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 when he, so they, they said the word gaming, right? They didn't say video games. Yeah, it says so gaming. So gaming in general. I would assume it's video games because I don't know if I could do gaming because the first thing that it doesn't say video games first of all right the first thing that popped in my head is we were huge uh, and when we were kids into not only video games but sports yeah so I would assume that if we couldn't video game anymore we would probably get back into some sort of sports so you know you know with how old we are and how you know falling apart our bodies are we'd probably pick up like softball or you know bowling or something like that which we still do uh, here and there, but I would probably say just something, some other hobby, like, and sports would be something that I think you and I probably would both turn to, but um, I don't really want to uh, imagine a life without video games, honestly, I enjoy them so much. Yeah, I mean, I would go sports, definitely, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, soccer player, and, uh, you know, like you said, when we were younger, we were big hockey players, but, uh, you know, I, I guess I would get back into that, uh, I'd be maybe a movie goer I'd be like I love to watch movies as it is but right. maybe I just get obsessed with movies like I just yeah. become that like a couple movie times bo- a week you're going to a movie yeah. and seeing ones you don't even want right. to see and then we and, just yeah. do a movie podcast instead of a video game podcast yeah there you go you can't keep BXAB down come on and honestly probably with both of us um, you cause you know you've been doing it and me because you've gotten me into it photography we'd probably do a lot more with that yeah sure so I'd have my outlets, but I think if you if I if I knew gaming, like if I if I had the love for gaming like I do right now, and you just told me tomorrow I was banned from it, um, it'd be like a it'd be like a like I'm addicted to heroin, and you just took my heroin away. <laughs> like it oh, would not be, be relapse good. for sure. Be not, it would not be good at yeah. all, and I don't know if I would make it through it. 
Like, what would awesome. happen to my game room then? What would happen to my video game collection upstairs? It'd be gone. See, like that would right there probably would kill me. Like, there's, there, I put a lot of, of my own self into that damn room. So now it does say banned from gaming. So technically, you still could collect. I just can't play it. You just can't play it. Hmm. Interesting. I might be okay. I might be able to survive that as long as I could look at it. I guess, but still, it would, it would, it would tug at my strings. You know. Yeah. Um. You got another one. Yeah, I got a question from Chris. Oh, okay. What's Chris got? It says, um, most disappoint. What is your most disappointed and surprised gaming news of 2015? And he goes on to say that mine would have to be that I was surprised that Final Fantasy VII was getting a remake. And my most disappointing news was that the two of you think that Xbox actually won E3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, here we go, Chris. Hold on. Let me crack my knuckles here real quick. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's, yeah, you let's, start on let's this. tackle you on this. Let's tackle this first with the, uh, the most uh, disappointing and then most uh, surprising, was it? Yep. Okay, so most disappointing probably would have been that we still don't have No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, that would be, one. yeah, we don't have No Man's Sky, and guess what? The division got pushed again. So those would be the two um, that I was most disappointed about. Um, not crushed. I'm still looking very much forward to them, but disappointed. And then most surprised, uh, probably the announcement, again, we don't have a lot of details until this year, but Nintendo announcing that they're going to just throw a new system into the market, yeah. potentially this year. So um, <laughs> oh, that we'll was see. crazy because you're thinking, you're like, well, you as far as development, you haven't had the same lifespan that everybody else usually takes to build a whole new system over like seven years. Yeah, You had like two. So... That's pretty big. That surprised me when I heard the NX uh, was was right around the corner. But uh, other than that, another surprise. Ori in the Blind Forest. Here's a here's a developer that no one wanted. They actually lost all their funding. The game was the game was pretty much dead in the water, and Microsoft came along. That's right, Microsoft came along, and uh, picked them up. And I think. Uh, you know, I think it was a pretty smart move because this is one of my favorite games of 2015, if not my favorite uh, of 2015. And they won awards. And it's right. been, it was super successful for them. So I'd say that was a big surprise in a great positive way. What about you? Um, Disappointing, I'd agree. I'd agree with you with the releases. So I'd agree with the pushback of the division. I'd agree with the No Man's Sky not being... <laughs> not anything. Nothing. Anything, yeah. Like, we've got some, some more pictures of it. Great. Yeah, awesome. and then we finally got a date. You know, now we know it's coming out. Right. But, but still. It's taken, what, like 30 years? I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Um, and then the other, even though it was probably one of my ex most exciting things that I did in 2015... I was actually still disappointed in the fact that I finally was able to gather enough money and time off of work and everything to go to PAX Prime in sure. Seattle. Had a blast and loved it. But I was kind of disappointed because this is the first year that Riot Gaming actually didn't show up to <laughs> PAX Prime, which was probably one of my most excited things to see. And sure. they've been in all these PAX, you know, PAX Primes in the past. They didn't show up at PAX Prime this year. 
although I was disappointed that they weren't there, still had a great time. Yeah. So <laughs> they knew you were coming. They they absolutely knew I was coming. Oh uh, yeah. Um, biggest surprise. Hopefully they'll be back right this August. <sighs> hopefully, hopefully I'm for sure. Um, biggest surprise for me, honestly, um, would have been the the news that Gorilla was making Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Gorilla is one of my favorite gaming companies. Yep. Um, that was absolutely in love with all of the Killzone that they've done, and then the fact that they've came out said that, hey, we're going to create a new game. It's going to be nothing like our Killzone series. We've stepped away. We've kind of reevaluated what we want to do. This is what our idea is. Gave us at E3 some gameplay and some visuals on it, and the fact that I'm just absolutely in love with this game before it was even a twinkle in the eye of Gorilla yeah. is was huge, the huge fu- news. The funny thing about this, so the, the Gorilla's logo comes up and I'm like, oh, another Kill Zone. Yep. And I love Kill Zone, so don't get me wrong. Like, I would have got it. But um, then they say, you know, that they're going in a different direction, and then they say that they've brought a little trailer for us. And the trailer starts in a cave with, like, you know, picture pictures yeah. etched into the into the stone. And I'm like... Really, a caveman game? Like, like exactly. was a, I was like, I was just thinking, instant, I was like, yeah, I was instantly like, because I'm a sci-fi guy. So you know, they I pick like, up with DreamWorks, and now they're creating the Krug's video game. Like, what's right, going right. on? So I'm instantly like, eh. and then you know, you get the twist where it's like future, and the world's just been taken over by Mother Nature and robotics, yep. and it's like, oh my god, take all my money here, you can have my firstborn child. Yep. Here's all my blood, and uh, I'll see you in 2016. You know, <laughs> like, so yeah, that was a that's a great answer. My favorite is um, we were live streaming E3. Yes, and while we're live streaming it, we had Chris with us actually on the stream. So it was you, me, Chris, and then um, the other members of BXAB were kind of just communicating with us via text or in, in the chat and stuff like that. And I remember one of my favorite things is we ended up watching the trailer for uh, Zero Dawn and then the very next thing that pops up in the chat is CJ and he says I just threw my wallet at the TV (laughs) (laughs) I literally like we have been talking through E3 and giving our opinions and stuff and that trailer hit and and then like I caught my I caught the computer screen where I could see myself right and we're just like all of us are just sitting there with our mouths open like yeah, like it was. Yeah, it was that good. It was awesome. So that's that's awesome. a great answer. Now let's get back to the important part of this question, though. Yes, and is that E three, uh, X Microsoft and Xbox One E three. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, like so the fact the fact that you how you're disappointed. Like, I understand you don't want to be butt hurt that that your that your fanboyism of Sony and and that you didn't win E three, but you didn't win E three. <laughs> okay, you 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 threw out there like. Final Fantasy Seven and Horizon Zero Dawn and um, shit. What's the game that's never going to come out, but it's going to come out uh, uh, with the big fucking Griffin? Oh, uh, why did I just lose my train of thought here? We just said it, didn't we? Like four times. Did we? I don't know. Guard, something Guardian. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's by the by the guy that did Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. I, I, like I know exactly what I want to say, and I can't say it. Anyways. That, you know, you threw all these games out that look amazing with no dates. It's like, yeah, look at all this stuff. We have no idea when it's coming out. Yeah. Like us. We're Sony. Like us. You know, and then here's the thing. I loved it all. Okay. Good job. Yep. I can't fucking wait. Kingdom Hearts 3. Can't wait. You gave me no dates. You told me nothing. 
Then Microsoft comes and takes a stand and says, boom, Recore by the Metroid creators of Metroid Prime. Okay? Yep. Next year. Boom, scale down. Next year. Boom, Quantum, Quantum Break. Next year. Boom, uh, here's a new Gears of War. You don't get a date on it, but guess what? Here's a brand new Gears of War. Yeah. You know, like, you gave us and all they this. They dropped Rare. Yeah. Then they dropped, oh, hey, here's uh, an Xbox Elite controller. And at the time. At the time, we thought it was all going to be hunky dory. We didn't realize that they weren't going to make enough of them. We didn't realize but they, they made, said, yeah, we didn't it's going to release three of them. Yeah, it's going to release th- at this date. Okay. Um, backwards compatibility. Boom. You can do this today. Today, yeah. like everything was. They had release dates, and yeah. they had, hey, here's what here's what you can get, and here's when you can yeah. get it. For you Killer Instinct fans, uh, here's all this stuff that's going to happen in Killer Instinct. It's live now. You know, oh, are you a Battletoads fan? Cool, he's in a Killer Instinct as of three minutes ago. You know, like the shit like that. That just like it won E3 because not only did they throw stuff out there for the future, okay, they threw out plenty for the future. But they also threw out stuff for the now. And that's what Sony missed. You didn't get the wow factor of the now. They both got wow factor of, hey, in a year or a couple years or three years, we're going to get some amazing games. Yeah. But next year, Xbox is going to get 12 games that are exclusive that all look interesting, that all look awesome. So, I don't know. I just... Here's a new control. Here's a pro controller that Sony doesn't even have one. Here's you know backwards compatibility that Sony doesn't have. Here's you know a new OS for the Xbox One. Not as cool as I thought it was going to be, but here's a new OS that's already out as we're just talking right now. You know Sony's still sitting there. Doesn't even have a Twitch app now. They do, but you know like they they didn't even have simple features that the Xbox had at launch. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, I play on the PS4. I I, I like Sony. But but I have to give the credit where credits due, and Microsoft did a very good job at E3. Yeah, you know how did their holiday go? I don't know yet. You know, but in the end, I think they're set up for a very good 2016. Yeah, and Sony, who has a lead, and 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 has you know a, a good uh, footprint in the in the market now with how many units they've sold, they don't have to worry as much about that. Because they have the footprint. So when a game like The Division comes out, which comes out on all the systems, Sony's like, cool, I know we know we're gonna get a certain percentage of that. You know, Microsoft right now is like, we need exclusives because we need our we need our market share to go up. And I think that's what exactly what they did with their E three right. and that's why I give them the win. Yeah, it it wrapped up in a nutshell, you have I would say Sony released, in my opinion, three major games that I was super excited about. Couldn't believe it. The fact that they showed it to you and everything that had to do with these games was by far way better than what Microsoft looked like they were giving out. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Looks amazing. Have no clue when it's coming out. Grand Trismo. Yeah. yeah. Zero Dawn. Looks amazing. We had no idea when it was coming out. Nope. And then just to kind of put the nail in the coffin, and I'm going to point this at Chris because he's part of BXAB, so i got to give him a little bit of shit for it. Um, the game that we were talking about, The Last Guardian. The Last right? Guardian, yeah. Looks beautiful. 
came out like, oh my gosh, this game looks so amazing. Chris, they've been making this game for seven years. Yeah. Seven years. There's a point it's where we... It's been at yeah. E3 for three of those seven years. Yep. And we still don't have it. So yep. as soon as Sony says, hey, here's when this game is going to be released, this is what it looks like, and they come through with those release dates, then we'll give them the E3 win this year. Yep. Hopefully they do it. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's where we're at. I mean, I'm super pumped for the future of Sony. But... For the here and now, I am excited for 2016 and my Xbox. Because, A, my Xbox does not get played that much right now. And that's the simple reason is what I just said. When a game like Destiny comes out, I play it on my PS4. Because I know more people on the PS4. I you know I want to play with my friends. And so, they, so my PS4 instantly wins that market. Anytime a game comes out on both of them, generally I buy it on the PS4. Right. What's Xbox get? Xbox gets the exclusives that I can't buy on the PS4. So, Ori and the Blind Forest, love it. You know, Sunset Overdrive, love it. I'm hoping that that's what we're going to get with ReCore, and that's what we're going to get with Skillbound, and that's what we're going to get. You know, So when you look at that and, and that they're all slated for 2016, you have to give that victory to Microsoft. I don't even own an Xbox One because they don't have an exclusive that I love enough to go out and buy the system because I just love playing everything on PS4 with my friends. So, perfect example. And I'm hoping Scalebound does this for me because I think that's the game that's going to have that's going to happen to. I only owned a PS4. I came over and watched you play Splatoon, went out and bought a Wii U because that game was awesome. And that, so it forced right. me to buy the system so that I could play that game, and then I picked up some other games on my Wii U because you know they're exclusive, or I like the, the style of it and stuff like that. So now I have a Wii U that I play alongside my PS4. Yeah. Xbox you, hasn't released anything yet yes. that has drawn me to purchase their system. If you own a Wii U, there's only one reason you own a Wii U. And that's for exclusive Nintendo games. Yep. And that's pretty common with the last couple of generations. But I'm just saying, like, Splatoon, which won multiplayer game of the year, okay, drove you to buy a system. It drove me to actually appreciate my Wii U. Yep. You know, I already had a Wii U, but I'd never used it. I played Smash on it when Smash was new, and eventually I faded out of Smash, and then the Wii U collected dust. But... You know, that's the thing. Microsoft needs those games. And it does for some people. Some people love Halo. So you know what? Halo sold systems for them. It did not do that for me or you or anybody in the BX8B group. But, you know, I think Gears can be that game. I think ReCore can be that game. Yeah. I think you're I'm think you're very right with Scalebound. I oh, think Scalebound could be yeah. just for huge. me alone. I can't wait for Scalebound. It's such the concept is great, but you know, um we'll see. I'm excited. I'm, yeah. It looks like we got a good year for the gaming industry. So, all right. So, that's it for you, right? Yeah. Okay. That's the questions I had, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the BXAP um, BXAP podcast episode eighty six. Uh, thanks. You know, just a reminder: this airs on Tuesdays. Hopefully, when you're listening to it, and the retro show, our new retro show, titled, we're gonna we're gonna announce it right here, guys. We got the title. Oh. We own the domain. It's all said and done. Drumroll. On Thursdays, you will be able to listen to the Legend of Retro. Oh, I like it. That's right, guys. So the Legend of Retro will be every Thursday. We can't wait to get that to you guys. So thanks for tuning in this week. You can check out all of our podcasts at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast. But, of course, if you're having a problem finding one, just go to BXAP.com and you can find it right there. So, 
Thanks again to our sponsor, Detroit Beard Collective. For all of your beard needs, go to DetroitBeardCollective.com. Yep, and use code BX8B on all orders over $25 and receive 20% off your order. Um, lastly, guys, just uh, hit us up in social media. We, you can find us pretty much anywhere under BX8B Gaming. And um, that's about it. So we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, Game, game on. on.